Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for May 5, 2021. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. Being Mother's Day this Sunday, let me highlight little-known or oft-forgotten words to men in their relationship with women. It's most important that we keep before us biblical principles in our relationships. In setting out features of the marriage relationship in 1 Peter chapter 3, Peter has some challenging words for believing husbands in verse 7. In the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, he says. To first century ears, these words were revolutionary. The idea that men should be considerate towards their wives was totally new. Despite liberation movements amongst first-century Roman women, the reality was that they were still treated as second-class citizens. Be considerate. We can only imagine the relief and joy of women as they read Peter's words here. No more would they be exploited. No more would they be chattels to be used and abused. And with the almost daily news items of the abuse of women today, we see the timeless relevance of Peter's words to men. For today there is many a wife who fears her husband, his selfishness, his control, his unfaithfulness. Many wives live in marital uncertainty and loneliness. Show respect or honour captures the meaning of the word considerate. Get to know the woman you live with is another way this could be translated. Yet in far too many relationships, this is ignored. A counsellor often hears a woman say, I don't feel my husband cares about me. He doesn't understand me. I'm a stranger to him. He doesn't listen. He's always running me down. Whatever I do, he's sarcastic or critical. He loves to make me feel a failure. Too often, Men don't understand their life partner because they haven't bothered to take the time. An example of this disinterest is Henry Higgins' line in My Fair Lady, Why can't a woman be more like a man? Peter's further words, live with, imply being aware of and sensitive to his wife's sexual needs. It also refers to the issue of self-esteem. Treat them with respect, he says. One of the persistent causes of marriage breakdown is low self-esteem on the part of either a husband or a wife. Women often need the security of being cared for and appreciated. So men, we need to be considerate of our wife's feelings. We need to tell her how wonderful she is, what a privilege it is to enjoy the closest of all human relationships with her. We need to say this often. We need to say it when our children and others will hear. And don't forget regular expressions of love that please her. It might be chocolate, flowers, the unexpected date. Why should we do all this? Well, Peter tells us why. Honour. Paying honour to the woman as the weaker sex. Nowhere in the Bible does it state that a woman is spiritually, morally, or intellectually weaker than a man. Yes, a woman is physically different, and so it's quite right to separate men's and women's sporting competitions. 
The strength Peter has in mind is the implied reference to a woman becoming a victim of male exploitation. Men must be considerate and show respect. Far from taking advantage of a woman in the closest of all human relationships, husbands are to recognise their honour-bound responsibility to their wives under God. With his words to men here, Peter is introducing a virtue that the ancient world knew nothing about. Chivalry. Nobody had thought about this before. In Christian ethics, a humble state of mind is required of everybody. The king, as well as the slave. The parent, as well as the child. The husband, as well as the wife. In the same way, Peter writes, and he's using here words that echo what he's written back in chapter 2 and verse 24 about the Lord Jesus Christ, where he says that Christ Jesus, although Lord of the universe, humbled himself and died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. Equality. Since they, our wives too, are also heirs of the gracious gift of life, Equality is a fundamental biblical principle across the sexes, across the nations and races. And here Peter is saying that we are not just created as equal beings, but now as redeemed beings, we share together the same inheritance. We share together all the benefits of God's promises. A woman is not any less worthy, nor does she have any less status. Both men and women are dependent upon God's grace, even for life itself. We are equally entitled to all the benefits of heaven. Men must treat their wives as fellow heirs. And there's a little interesting twist at the end. So that nothing may hinder your prayers. How can prayers be hindered? The Bible is quite clear that God does not hear our prayers when relationships with people around us are not right. Matthew chapter 6 records Jesus' comment about our need to forgive others if we expect God to forgive us. The effectiveness of our prayer life depends to a certain extent on the quality of our relationships. In the same way, God doesn't listen to the prayers of a selfish, inconsiderate husband. Men, honour and respect your wife, not just on Mother's Day. Under God, serve her. She is an equal beneficiary with you of all God's promises. Pray. Pray for the Lord's forgiveness, for none of us is perfect. May the Lord equip you to be the loving, selfless husband in your wife's life. So let me pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, whose Son Jesus Christ shared at Nazareth the life of an earthly home, bless our homes, we pray. Help parents to impart the knowledge of you and your love, and children to respond with love and obedience. May our homes be blessed with peace and joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people, and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict, so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for all in authority. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, we humbly pray you to bless all who hold positions of authority and public office in every land, so that all things, especially in these uncertain times, may be ordered in wisdom, righteousness, and peace, to the honor of your holy name and the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for those in need. O God, the creator and preserver of all humankind, we humbly pray for all who are in any kind of trouble, sorrow, sickness, anxiety, or need. We particularly pray for those who have lost loved ones through COVID-19. We thank you that a vaccine has now been produced and pray that it will be made available both speedily and fairly so that all peoples and nations may benefit. Father, we also continue to pray for people who suffer because of injustice, poverty, and powerlessness. Lord, enable us to share with others the material things that they need. Most of all, in your great mercy, bring comfort and hope through the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who died and rose to save us, and to give us meaning and hope forever. We ask all this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, Craig Smalley and Catherine Jacob, members of the Cathedral Ministry Team. The introductory and concluding music is from the Cathedral under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. The hymn, Come Down, O Love Divine, is sung by the Chamber Choir of St. Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast, it would be great to hear from you. And don't forget, registration from post-conference access is at www.anglicanconnection.com.